here at the church at 7 o'clock. So uh, mark that on your calendar, if you would. First Peter chapter number 1. And we'll begin reading with verse number 3. Allow our children to be dismissed this morning. First Peter chapter number 1, beginning with verse... Number three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith under salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I told you last uh, week when we read that verse, those are three of the most beautiful verses yes, for a child of God in all of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. He said, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And I preached to you last week on kept, and I want to, by God's help, try to finish that this morning. And I want to title it again, Kept, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we again pray and ask you that you'll bless us, anoint us to preach. You'll anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Yes, Paul told Timothy, is able to make one wise unto salvation. If there's not one, or if there's one here today not saved, I pray you'd save to the uttermost. Uh, there's one here today that needs healing in their body, like Brother Joey and Brother Philip, it testified you are a healing God. With your stripes we are healed, and I pray you would touch, heal, and make whole this morning. Those that are listening from home, God, they need healing. They're not here. Sister Darlene being one of them, touch and heal and make whole, I pray. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? Amen. Amen who are kept, the word kept, frueo, which means to be a watcher in advance, to mount guard as a sentinel, to hem in, to protect, to guard or protect by military guard to prevent a hostile invasion or to keep the inhabitants of a besieged city from taking flight. So we are being kept. We're being kept from harm and we're being kept or hemmed in by God to, from, from taking flight uh, the same way you hem your children in. Children walk out of this church. Uh, that's a dangerous highway out front. We hem them up so that they don't cross that line and get run over. In the same way that you keep your child out of that highway, the Bible said God's keeping you out of sin's highway. Yes. Yes. Amen. If he sees you going the wrong way, he'll rebuke you. Right. 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 He sees you 
doing what's wrong, he will correct you. And if, you know, just saying the word's not good enough, uh, he will then appropriately discipline you. How many of you have ever been disciplined by God? I have. I have in a number of different ways. And it hurts. <laughs> it hurts, but it's good life lessons to learn. Man, I don't need, I don't need to do that. So uh, there are two aspects, we said last week, of being kept. The Bible says that we're kept, number one, by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad God is the one keeping me. I'm glad God is the one keeping me by his own power. Do you know that as a born again child of God, you are linked to God's omnipotence. You are linked to God's omnipotence. He's God almighty, meaning he's God all power. He has all Power. And Biden can't cut it off. There's no supply chain shortage. Manufactured crisis. We're living in the day of manufactured crisis. I always wonder, how's the world going to run out of food? It's the leaders of the world is just going to cut the supply chain off. We're going to cut out fertilizer. We're, we're, we're going, not going to plant this crop. We're going, to, we're going to tell you that greenhouse gas emissions so awful that you don't need to, to farm or to, or, or to grow cows anymore. It just, to me, insanity. But God said when the Antichrist, when he appears to take over, all that's going to be looming. Oh, that, that's going to be the, 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 the day and hour that he rises to power. There's going to be calamity. There's going to be crisis. There's going to be food shortage, supply chain shortage, energy shortage. Uh, this world's going to stand in a, in a line and beg somebody to help them and beg somebody to take care of them, beg somebody to feed them, and he's going to step to the forefront and say, I'm your man. If that's the case, he's probably alive today, right. waiting to be revealed. But he can't be, the Bible said, until we get out of here. Right. Until the Lord calls us uh, up and out, uh, he won't be revealed. We're holding that power of hell in check, but we are being kept by the power of God. And it says not only that, uh, that's God's part, now, our part, we're kept by the power of God through faith, yes, Lord. we got a part. Yes, yes. You, you'll be kept if you want to be kept. God will be to you who he has been to Moses, who he was to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus said, the works that I do, the same shall ye also do because I'm going to my Father. In other words, everything the Father has given to the Son, Christ said, he'll give to you through the Son, but you've got to believe. You've got to believe in part. So we're kept by the power of God, that's God's part, through faith. That's our part. And we talked about last week that faith and power have been eternally linked together by God, through his word. Faith and power go hand in hand. Yeah. 
Like hand is to a glove, faith is to power. Amen. Like hand is to a glove, faith is to power. In John 1 and 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Here's the faith part of it. Even to them that believe on his name. There's power to save this morning if you believe on Christ. You will leave out of that house or out of this house saved, born again. Your sins will be gone. Your name will be written in the book of life. Ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Nothing he can do about it. Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, that's faith. What will happen if you have faith? All things are possible to him that believes. All power is available to the man that believes God. Matthew 13 and 54, when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue in so much, they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph? And Simon and Judas and his sisters, are, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. If you can, if you will believe God, he will and can keep you by his omnipotent power. I want to tell you every devil in the abyss, in the bottomless pit, in the place called hell. If you amassed every demon in hell and put them against one child of God. Hallelujah to God. If you can believe God, God can and will keep you. You are being kept by God. The, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You cannot be defeated because you are kept by God's omnipotence. Amen. Hallelujah. The power of God is linked unto God through Christ. Christ doesn't give power away and then walk away from it. I made mention that if I give you something, it was mine, but it's now yours. And that you're responsible for it because I gave it to you. I've left it. I've walked away from it. Used to be mine, but it's yours now. Christ don't give away power and walk away from it. If you have power, somebody said, where'd you find power? Christ didn't mean that I got power 40 years ago and I walked away from God. The only way you have power with God is you gotta walk with God. You gotta be in communion with God. You gotta remain and abide in God and you gotta do that through Christ. Amen. You receive or, or, or attain power. It's because you've touched him. And you touch him by faith. It's because you abide in him. And you abide in him by faith. There's no power apart from God. Amen. That woman with the issue of blood moved and made her way through that crowd. 
touched the hem of his garment and Jesus said, somebody touch me. I perceive that virtue, the word virtue there is translated power. I perceive power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. You've got power with God. You're being kept by the power of God is because you have put your faith in God and you have currently touched him by faith. You are currently abiding in him by faith. You are walking with him in faith. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's what it is to abide in Christ. That's what it is that the just shall live by faith. To be kept by God is to be linked to the omnipotent. Is there anything God can't do? He's almighty, all powerful. And that is the power that's keeping you, keeping all of you. We're being kept spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, and maritally. We're being kept in every way. If the devil could, he'd kill you. Brother Clinton said, every man or woman of God is immortal until God is through with their life. You're being kept. If the devil could kill you, he'd do it. If the devil could take your mind from you, make you lose your mind. Somebody said, oh man, this keeps, this keeps going on. If things don't get better soon, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, that's just a saying. You can say it if you want to. But I, 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 the older I get, the more careful I am with the words that just fly out of my mouth. I don't want to give the devil any credit with what I say. He ain't going to make me lose my mind. When I feel like I'm about to lose my mind, I just say to myself and I remind the devil, I'm going to pray because you ain't taking my peace. You ain't taking my joy. All of those things I have in Christ and I won't forfeit them. I won't yield them and give them to you. Amen. I lock my door at night because my stuff is my stuff. And I ain't inviting anybody to come and steal my stuff. And I don't let the devil in my mind because Christ has given me peace of mind. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace uh, whose mind is stayed on thee. I ain't giving him my joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm keeping that because Christ gave it to me. And if I keep it, it means I'm being kept by the power of God through faith. I choose to believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all I can ask or even think. According to the power that works in us. God's power. Yeah. Amen. Not only are we being kept. This is what I want to preach. It's different today than from last week. 
not only are we, be, we, we being kept and we understand now what it means to be kept, we're being kept from. You're being kept from. In Jude 1 and 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless or blameless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. We're being kept from what? We're being kept from falling. I can't pronounce that Greek word. A-P-T-A-I-S-T-O-S. You give it a shot. It's hard for rednecks to say. <laughs> Aptistos is the pronunciation of it if they spell it out. Aptistos. It means to not stumble. It means to be in a state Figuratively speaking, without sin, stable, not falling down, or being made to stand. You're being kept from falling. You are being made or kept by the power of God to kept by God. He's given you power of stability, power to stand. In a very wicked, vile, and evil day. Right. Yes. Amen. He gave Abraham that power. That when Lot, his nephew, looked toward the plains of Sodom. And said, I choose to live in the well-watered plains of Sodom. He said, don't live there. He said, the men of that city are exceedingly wicked before God. He said, that's what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And Lot may have failed prey to it, but God gave Abraham the ability to stand against it. When everybody else sees water, Abraham sees wickedness. When, he see, when Lot sees a good life, Abraham says it'd be danger, dangerous for me to carry my family there. That is the power of God keeping who God considered his friend. God talked to Abraham like a man would talk to his friend. God was keeping his friend from falling prey to the enemy. Stay away from that. Don't go there. I won't even put desire in your heart for that. That's what it is to be kept from falling. And it, it literally means to make, to stand. God has given you power that makes you stand. If there was anybody in here today whose legs didn't work, who had a wheelchair, you would understand that it takes power to be able to stand. If there was anybody in here that had any kind of inner ear condition or something that makes you dizzy all the time, you lose your sense of balance, you don't know which way is up, which way is down, which way is sideways, 
You go to a hospital room, some people's battling different ailments, and they put a big sign on the door, fall hazard. They have no stability. They have no sense of direction. If they try to stand up, they are going to fall down. The Bible said that God gives you a sense of direction, a sense of up and down, a sense of right and wrong, a, a, a stability. He puts your spiritual legs under you and gives you strength, the power, the ability to stand against all hell. Hallelujah. I mean, if God wasn't keeping you, you'd vote Democrat. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. I said that. I would say that if Joe Biden were sitting where you're sitting. Uh, you don't even have to be born again. Just plain old common sense. If you if you running me out of diesel, if you saying... That it that it's wrong to you know to eat a cow because they're you know cow poop puts too much gas in the air and it's making global warming go up. If you can't even keep baby formula on the shelf in Walmart, please tell me why I would put you in charge of my money. If you can't balance a checkbook. Why would I give you my money? I got to balance a checkbook or I'll go bankrupt. They just print more money and then ask you to give them more of your money. You don't have to be born again, just common sense. How did I get on that? I'm just telling you, God will give you power to stand. Sense of direction. A sense of stability. You won't be disoriented. You won't lose your ability to stand. Amen. Listen to this. Revelation 3 and 12. God, speaking to my heart concerning this, made me shout and happy. God talking to me about keeping me from falling. Revelation 3 and 12. He that overcometh. Here it is. He that overcometh. Well, I make. A pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. How the builders make this house to stand. They anchor everything that makes this house the structure of it. They anchor it to the pillar which is tied into the foundation, that that will stand when everything else bows. God said he would make them that overcome through faith by the power of God, he would make their life a, a pillar in the my God, do you feel what I feel? He'll make their life a pillar in the house of God, a pillar, a source of strength and stability. That that makes the house stay upright. Uh, when you view the ruins uh, of past civilizations, uh, usually the only thing left standing uh, after years of neglect and abuse uh, is the pillars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those ancient Mayan 
and Aztec ruins down in South America that, you know, people walking through that dense uh, rainforest jungle, the only way they knew that that civilization used to remain is the old pillars uh, of those uh, temples stood and remained the test of time. Pillars uh, are a source of strength and stability. And God said, I'm keeping my child uh, through power, through the power of God, through faith, I'll keep him. And if he'll allow me to keep him, I'll make him a pillar in my house, a pillar of truth, a pillar and a source of stability. I'll, I'll anchor everything in that kingdom to him or to her so that it won't fall. Hallelujah. I'll tell every mom and dad, if you'll be kept by the power of God through faith, God will make you a pillar in his house, but he'll make you a pillar in your house. Your children have something to hold on to in the storms and in the trials of life. Somebody whose faith is strong. Somebody who will worship God in good times and in bad times. Somebody when the doctor says cancer's come. When the doctor says uh, this is wrong or that's wrong and you want to melt uh, and go to pieces uh, and fall apart, uh, there'll be a pillar in that house uh, to say, I believe God. Thank you, Lord. I believe God. Listen to this. In Ephesians chapter number Six, notice Paul's. This is Paul's last exhortation, his last message to the church in Ephesus and the entirety of the theme of the last chapter are his closing statements to the church before he is to be beheaded was simply this. You are going to have to stand for God in these last days. God is going to give you power to stand and he will keep you by his power from falling in these last days. Amen. Not to fall, that's what standing means. Not to fall, not to yield, not to give in. Not to lose your sense of stability or direction. We understand again that God has kept us from falling and that we are being kept by the power of God through faith. Listen again in Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, that means I'm closing with this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Understand that God is the source of omnipotent power. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? Put on the whole armor of God. He tells them first, uh, don't forget uh, that you're linked to the omnipotent. Don't forget that your source of power is in Christ. Uh, and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Washington, China, and everywhere else. Spiritual wickedness in, in positions of power that make up principality and governments uh, and officials. Uh, you're warring against it in the spirit. Uh, you're standing against it uh, by faith. Uh, I don't care if you pass a law and make it law by the supreme court of the land. Uh, a man ain't to marry another man uh, and a woman is not to marry another woman. I don't care what your definition of a man is. I dedicated baby trip, and there's some things on about his anatomy that tells me he's a little boy. He'll be raised to be a boy. He's going to grow up to be a man and a man of God. We ain't going to make our boys girls and we ain't going to train our girls to be boys. I'll stand against it by the word of God till the day I die. Hallelujah. Amen. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You're being kept by the power of God. You're being, who, who are kept from falling. If you're kept from falling, God said, I'm keeping you and giving you power to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You are being kept from falling. You're being kept by the power of God through faith to give you the ability to stand or to keep you from falling. And you say, well, that's good. You're being kept from falling. What am I being kept? I know what I'm being kept from. What am I being kept for? I'm glad you asked. Again, in our original text in 1 Peter 1 and 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again. That means to be born again. Yeah. Have begotten us again unto a lively hope. If you look the word lively up, it means uh, the resurrection from the dead. Right. Who have begotten us again. You're born again. You're born again. Yeah. That means if you die, if you die, you won't die, but you'll live. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. That's lively hope. That's a hope that when somebody comes to my funeral, that they don't have to despair. Oh, my God, we'll never see Brother Eddie again. You just tell him, I know where he's at, and it won't be long. And he's coming back. 
a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away. Listen to this now. Reserved in heaven for you. What are you being kept for? It's being reserved in heaven for you. A wife uh, makes and prepares a meal. She puts it in the stove. She puts everything on low or on simmer. Supper's being kept. For what? For when my husband walks in the door, it's going to be hot. It's going to be ready. It's going to be waiting on him. That meal's being kept or reserved for somebody. She takes great care in keeping the meal because she takes great care in caring for that husband. Even if that ain't the case, every woman, every wife says, that's right. I know what you're talking about. Hallelujah. You get the illustration. You understand the point that meals being reserved for the moment of consumption is not being allowed to spoil. I'm not going to let leave it out on the table and let it get cold so that you have to microwave it and it gets all chewy and rubbery. I'm not leaving it out uh, for the flies to light on. I'm going to reserve it. I'm going to take care to keep it uh, until it's consumed for who I cooked it for. God said... I have prepared a place for you. I have prepared a place for you. I'm keeping it for you till you get there. Hey, hallelujah to God. That might not make you as happy as it does me. I'm keeping it for you till you get there. The marriage supper of the Lamb. There is a feast being prepared. And God said, I'm taking care to prepare it. I'm going to take care to reserve it for you. It'll be hot for you. It'll be hot and piping on the plate when you get there. There won't be any malls or rust to corrupt it. Corrupted. There won't be any thieves uh, to be able to break through and steal it. Uh, I'm keeping it in store for you. It's laid up uh, waiting on you. Thanks be to God. I'm being kept from because I'm being kept for. God said I took care to prepare and to make a city. What is all the angels up in heaven? What are, what's all this for? What's this big old meal about? What's this banquet being spread for? What are we doing all this stuff? What, what, what about all these rooms you had known? What about all these mansions? What, what are we fitting all of these robes for? All of these white robes. What's all this white linen being stored up in heaven for. What do you have me sewing this like a seamstress? Cut right down to my size. 
You ain't going to wear my robe. It's being kept for me. You ain't going to sit at my seat at the table at the marriage supper of the Lamb. That place, Matt's got my name on it. Hallelujah to God. When, when ten thousands and ten thousands are seen riding back on white horses uh, during the millennial reign, there's a stall and a stable in heaven with my horse, my saddle. Somebody said, I want that one. The Lord said, that one's Sullivan. I don't, know how, I don't know what I'll be like in heaven, Brother Homer. He got to give me one of them big old stallions. Sullivan's a big old boy. Don't put him on a Shetland. Don't put that boy on a Shetland. He's a, he's a big man. That's his. All that's being reserved for him. Why? Because uh, I've kept that boy from falling. I've kept that boy from going astray. I've kept him from losing his mind. I've kept him from backsliding. I've kept him from going the way of the world. I've kept him by my power through his faith. I've kept him, and because I've kept him, I've kept his spot. I've kept the meal. I've kept the robe. I've kept the, the stallion. I've kept the mansion. I'm keeping him because I've done all this. All this is waiting on him. You know, if I've got sons and daughters, I'm a billionaire, I'm a business tycoon. I've worked to build, to establish. I'm, I'm preparing for the day, Brother Jonathan, that my children, Gonna inherit all that. Now, if I've gone through all this care, I've managed my I've managed my my budget, I've balanced the books, I've studied out, you know, profit margin and you know, all that kind of stuff. I've built all this. I took care to be a good businessman so that I can leave all of this. But then I don't take any care for my children. I just let them run wild, do whatever they want, have no business sense at all, grow up as uh, drug addicts or, 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 or whatever. I'd be a foolish man. Right. What, what good is it to leave all of this, to keep, uh, you lived your whole life to keep all of this uh, if you're not going to keep uh, the one you're going to give it to. Right. It's going to be lost in a day. Right. Right. It'll be gone in a year. Yeah. God I've said this, uh, this is the thing that has perplexed me and, and so many other pastors. Brother Brian and I talk about this probably more than anything. You have to. You have to, you're going to spend your whole life caring for the church. Paul said, besides all these things, uh, the care of all the churches. He charged, Sister Sharon, he charged Timothy. A day's going to come when men won't endure sound doctrine. But with itching ears shall they heap unto themselves teachers. Shall be turned away from the truth unto fables. Timothy said, what you want me to do, sir? 
Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You preach the truth and you don't stop preaching the truth. You stand and don't you ever stop standing. I'm leaving this church to you. I'm leaving it in your hands because I don't expect this church to fall when I'm gone. I'm going to spend, I've been here 20 years. I'm going to spend 20. The Lord tarries another 10 years, 30 years. If he tarries another 20 years, 40 years. Uh, you know, Brother Shortridge is three years shy, 50 years. Being at the Dallas Church of God, one of the strongest Pentecostal churches I know. Here's a dilemma. If you let that church, you've spent 20, 30, 40, 50 years uh, caring for, nurturing, Building up in their most holy faith. If you don't care for the ones that's in it, if you're not careful to raise up, disciple, and train young men and young women in a year's time after he is dead, it's gone. 50 years, it's gone. I'll tell you. Church of God will put somebody in there that don't live what he lives, don't believe what he believes. The, the, the old saints that were nurtured and edified under him all leave. A new crew will come in and in two years, if you say the name Dallas Church of God or you walk in the church, you won't recognize it. What are you doing all this for? Here's the thing. Everything down here, temporary. God just said to me, you making preparation for the day of your departure. Now make sure God knows. Brother Clendenin told me before he died. He said, hindsight's 2020. It's true, boy. He said, there are a few mistakes I made in the ministry. I can't say them online because Somebody, he's talking to me. Somebody that he didn't intend to hear get their feelings hurt. He said, you don't make the mistakes I made. He said, before you die, you have somebody trained, raised up. They're your son in the Lord. They ain't what you are spiritually. They ain't going to follow you. Because they'll kill that church graveyard dead. If they don't believe what you believe, they ain't going to follow you because they will leave that congregation confused and bewildered and lost. Amen. He said, find you a man. Raise him up. Pour into him everything that God pours into you. He said, make sure he is what you are, believes what you believe. And that's the only one he said, before Moses died, God made sure there was a Joshua. When Joshua died, the Bible said there arose a generation which knew not God, nor the mighty works that God had done. There was no succession to Joshua. Moses had a Joshua to lead him in when he was gone. Joshua had nobody to keep him when he was gone. And every man did what was right in his own eyes. And a nation nearly went to hell. Bible said 
God Almighty is keeping you from falling. He's keeping you for a reward that's in heaven, undefiled, incorruptible, being reserved. Come help me, Kirsten. Being reserved in heaven for you. Notice again what Jude 1 and 24. Unto him that's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What are you being kept from? From sin. Why? Same reason a daddy. Keeps every boy that comes sniffing around his daughter at bay. You don't care about her. You don't love her. I do. I got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years sown and invested into her life. You don't care about her. You just think she's pretty. You just want to put your hands on her. But I am keeping her for the one that God's ordained for her to have, for a husband who's going to care for and love her like I will, who's going to be a provider and protector like I've been. I am keeping her for that day. You know what Christ said? I'm keeping you from falling so I can present you spotless, faultless, holy, so that when you walk down that aisle, you'll be the radiance of my glory. Hallelujah. You'll be the radiance of my glory. Amen. Father's going to look over to the son and say, she's beautiful, boy. She's adorned with your glory. You kept her well. Amen. It's a match made in heaven. Amen. He said, I have prepared a mansion for you, darling. A mansion literally means a room. And the son would live and abide in his father's house. The day that his father died, it would become his house. But until that day happened, they had add on to the father's house. They had add on another story. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, darling. We're adding on to the father's house. So you're going to be mine. You're going to live for me. I got news for you. The father ain't never going to die. <laughs> he ain't never going to die. But, he, but Jesus did say, in my Father's house are many mansions. Many additions are, are being added on to my Father's house so that all of you can come and abide with me that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. What are you being kept for? For that reason. He said, I've done all this work for you. I ain't about to let the devil kill you. I ain't about to let the devil turn you back. I ain't about to let the devil destroy the plans that I've made for you. I'm keeping you. I'm giving you power to stand. Hallelujah. You're linked this morning to the omnipotent. 
You're not going down. You're not going to lose. We won't be defeated. I know if you watch Fox News, it's the only news that I will watch, but if you watch that, they're not forecasters, they're fear casters. It's all they know how to promote. Fear casters. Even the conservative news wants you to be so afraid of the liberals that they'll fear you into voting for their candidate that they're pushing. I don't need nobody fear casting me. I'm not afraid. Because the Bible said I'm like a tree planted by the waters that can't be moved. Hallelujah. Daniel would say, church, don't fear because lions can't eat you. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael would say, church, don't fear because fire can't burn you. Joshua and the Caleb and Moses and all the other children said, church, don't fear because the water can't drown you. David would say, church, don't fear because a lion, a bear, or a giant can't kill you. I'm being kept out of a hoosie. I don't always feel invincible. You understand me? And some days I do feel like the devil's doormat. So on those days I have to understand I'm not meant to be his doormat. I have to get up. I have to live for God. I have to pray and seek God's face and stand on his word and believe the promises. You can't stay down. A righteous man, if he falls, will get up. He's being kept. God's going to keep you if you'll allow him to. You're kept by power through faith. How many of you meet me in this altar? Lift your hands up to a thrice holy God. Say, Lord, my intention is to be kept. My, my intention is to stand and not to fall. God, I thank you because I understand what you're keeping me for. I'm going to wear a robe and a crown. Hallelujah. I'm going to wear a robe and a crown. I do understand what I'm being kept for. Hallelujah.